2: It's Michelangelo. Happy Friday. I didn't know that coin was in my ear. It's time for one more thing
1: Armstrong and Getty.
2: One more thing. All right. Going through the archives of the Armstrong Getty show, found another classic segment that I think you'll enjoy. Now, this is from 2009. Now this segment is about Jack Armstrong and how he wanted to be a magician as he was growing up. He did birthday parties, his brother's birthday party actually, and Joe and Jack talk about doing charity events and trying to perform for the crowd and how sometimes that can go wrong and it's just horrifying. So we'll start with this segment from 2009. They both talk about how hard it is to perform in front of a crowd.
0: You know, I used to do magic tricks at uh, kids' parties. Well, Bring your did... banjo, Steve Martin. I only did it like twice when I was a kid, but uh, I did. I had a magic act. I would cut a banana in two without uh, disturbing the peel. I think that was my favorite <laughs> trick. I I'd get all these. Uh... Wow! <laughs> fantastic. Boggles I- the mind. I- um was it uh, like a uh, a uh, needle and thread thing? I think so. I think that's what it was. Yeah, yeah I got these uh, various uh, magic trick books at the library and I was just fascinated by magic. You know what I, I think I made you my own do. magic wand. I got a, a a wooden dowel out of something and painted yeah. it black and put little white caps on the end. Yeah. that so a magic Good wand. move there. I think I, I don't know if I had a cape or not. I bet you did. I bet I did too. I'm picturing you, and you yeah. got a cape on. And I had, and the best part was, I had some attempted jokes that went with it because I wanted to be a funny magician. Sure. And yes. they would fall flat oh. to the, to the three, four children gathered around with little cups of Kool Aid. Here's here's what you got to do. I remember so well my brother's birthday and my mom having me do some magic tricks, and it was just. <laughs> I remember leaving that thinking <laughs> I was a failure. I was I a failure. I, was. I freaking died up there.
3: <laughs> Out on our porch. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. See, what you got to do now, though, because now you are a professional entertainer, right. is you got to revive some of the old, old tricks, the, uh, you know, the the, the uh, just mind-boggling, almost frightening banana that suddenly, in two pieces, in spite of the people being attacked, trick and others. Bring your banjo there. Uh-huh. Do a couple of tricks. Crack a couple of jokes. Then
0: play some of your... Cheating heartbreaking drinking songs right. for the youngsters, I could juggle, ride a unicycle, I mean, I was really working on some sort of circus like act mm. you know oh, so. i had I had the yearning to perform for people, then you discovered uh, girls. And I was thinking about this last night when we were in front of some people, and we, uh, we uh, may, I, at least I made a, uh, a couple of attempted wittic- uh, witticisms that uh, were received with no sound. And <laughs> I don't remember that. I thought we killed. Well, and I was thinking about, I just recently read the Steve Martin book, Born Standing Up, which is a great book mm. if you're interested in the show business lifestyle. But he said, it took me a long time to figure out that, just because they didn't laugh didn't mean that joke didn't go over. Mm. And we've had that happen many times before where you get done and somebody comes up and says, when you said, well, whatever, that was hilarious. And I think there wasn't a peep after I said that. <laughs> so, but the problem with that th- theory is yeah. if you went by that, yeah.
3: you would think that you're always doing Soon well. Soon you might be one of those
0: people who we run into occasionally who just rat Yeah, 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 and just ignore the fact that it's getting no response whatsoever. Yeah. So f- it's tough if up, up there. If you've ever, if you've never tried to be funny in front of any group of people, it is uh it's rough. Cuz when it doesn't work, it's just like it's like you've been stabbed in the hot. Yeah. Yeah. And sweat trickles down your back and You know, I'd like to tell And gets soggy.
3: I'd like to oh boy. That's an off-putting image. Uh I'd like to talk about Chris who spoke last night a young man who's in a just horrifying car wreck and it was uh, we were we were doing a, a charity thing for a rehabilitation center. You know, nonprofit charity, charitable uh, rehabilitation center people with people brain injuries. Brain injuries and terrible orthopedic injuries and they do the rehabilitation that gets them back to functioning and enjoying their lives. These stories are, are just mind boggling. They will break your heart and and fill you with joy and this young man who who spoke at one point um told his story. And you know, he was one of those I'm um, sorry, Mr. and Mrs. Blank, he'll never walk again. He'll never talk again, never be able to take care of himself again.
0: 17-year-old in a car wreck, girlfriend died, he was never supposed to talk or walk again.
3: Right, and he was up there, he walked up to the podium and, and told the folks about his experiences last night. And it was it was, it was, was tremendous. But And then the auctioneer, who's a really nice oh, guy. Oh, we shouldn't even bring this up. I wish you hadn't.
0: Well, you're just a you're a loose cannon today. Well, the auctioneer is a really nice guy and he made a joke. He probably regrets it. I I right. I, I hope repeat it. he regrets I shouldn't it. Repeat
3: it. Although if he regrets it, how did he say it? If you had enough awareness to regret it, how could it pass your lips? Yeah, I won't repeat it. Don't repeat it.
0: It was it was it may have been the all-time least appropriate joke. <laughs> Right after a a kid struggles from the table up to the podium who is never supposed to walk or speak again. Right. And again, terrific guy. Donates a lot of time oh, yeah, yeah. to charity. And good at what he does. Good man. And I've made but jokes that I think, what the hell was I thinking? I'll personalize it. It's as if we were at a uh, battered
3: women's charity and somebody made a they just don't listen joke. Right. It was that
2: inappropriate. Yeah. I've been at an event or two where somebody says a joke that they think's funny and it just goes very poorly. You hear groans or people just wince. And there's nothing worse than bombing on stage. It's a terrible feeling. I've also been to a wedding or two where maybe somebody had too much to drink because they were nervous. And they end up getting up there and saying very inappropriate things. It was very tough to watch.
1: Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com.
2: Okay, so that was our first clip. Now let's go on to the second clip today from 2011. When our own Joe Getty tells two stories about his wife, Judy, and why they're so good together.
3: All right. uh, As I mentioned, at 7 o'clock, it's uh, Judy and my 25th 25th anniversary. Silver. Silver anniversary. It's uh, I can't believe we're that old, frankly. Uh, I still remember being uh, young people in love. I have a, a very early story and a very recent story to tell you. Uh, and Jack, you've heard this story before, and, and I know how much it amuses you. So uh, Judy and I, we went to schools at the colleges that were an hour apart. Yeah, and we're going back in time here. Oh yeah, clearly, clearly the harp was never more appropriate. And uh, I would take the bus uh, back and forth, or she she had a, a car and all, and so she'd come and pick me up or whatever. And and one day I'm in Bloomington, Illinois. We spend a day together, a couple of days, whatever. Um, and she gives me a ride back to Champaign, and we're at the Pizza Hut about to order the pizza when I realize I've left my keys in her apartment. An hour back. Very clever. To Bloomington. it's a good idea. But, well, I guess
0: I'm going to have to spend the night.
3: Well, no, actually, we, what we both knew we'd have to go back there, get the keys, and then come back, because we both had classes Monday morning. Um, and so we're she reacts to this news with pretty much the way she reacts to it right now with a, you are just goofy. You are goofy. But we'll eat, we'll go get them, we'll come back. Just completely cool about him. And I say to her, you know what? I love you. And she says, I'm not sure I'm ready to make that commitment yet. And I said, that's cool. What do you want on the pizza? And our relationship has always been that comfortable, which is why my friends thought I was insane when we got engaged, because I was... God, 19, when we got engaged? And they thought I was out of my mind. Of course, this was the 30s, so it was more common. Well, right, right, and it was our third marriage. We'd already, no, and and so that was uh, way back in the day, and sure enough, we went, we got the keys, and we laughed, and, and, and before long, we were engaged.
0: How does that strike you now that you've got a near 19-year-old yourself? It's got to hey, look pretty young. The same
3: way it, it struck my friends, mm-hmm. completely insane.
0: Hello? That's <laughs> what everybody used to do, so it's obviously,
3: you know. Right, and you know, there are, the very definition of love, falling in love, is you become convinced that the other person is perfect, and so I say with a grain of salt, and at that point, you know, I was a kind of a precocious kid. I'd had several teenage relationships, um, uh, start and end, and that sort of thing, and I I just, I could not believe how comfortable we were with each other, including we would disagree, we'd both get a little mad, and we'd handle it. And so last night, go ahead, Michael, it's still the past. So we've jumped forward 25 years or more. Yes, Yes. well, yeah, like 27 years. Which just, it can't be right. Somebody's got to recheck these dates. (laughs) Uh, Last night, there were uh, uh, certain behaviors among our children that were... uh, that were not acceptable to my wife, who'd been dealing with them all day. I'd been gone virtually all day, having worked, uh, did a big fundraiser for the Bill Bean Memorial Golf Tournament last night, fabulous event. Um, and I got home and Judy was highly annoyed with one of the children, who I will not name. Uh, and 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 I wanted to take kind of a calm, patient philosopher king approach with the problem. And this is always easier when you just walked in. Well, exactly. See, that's the thing. I wanted to. Begin the conversation and uh, uh, offer a grain of wisdom and something to think about her, perhaps a different way. To, and she was in, this is effing going to end now mode. It's going to end now. And she didn't like my approach, and I didn't like her approach much, and, and boy, the, the jaws got a little clenched. And she went off to read, and I went off, and I played guitar for 20 minutes. And then we came together again at the end of the evening. If you can avoid, if you can just clench your jaw when you're about to say the mean thing oh my
0: god that might be that might be skill number one i don't know not having sex with other people is probably skill number one well from studying it and uh, i've studied two different places uh and uh, communications classes in college and as a and uh, uh, some other uh, uh um, what would you call it um the laboratory and the field no, uh, uh it actually comes from. I'm not going to say where it comes from, but it comes okay. from somewhere else. Okay. In um, college, one of the things that they taught in communications classes is, is the 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 permanence of communication. Mm-hmm. Once something is communicated, it doesn't matter. You could you can spend the rest of your life saying what I actually meant was, or I didn't right. mean that, or oh, I was just angry. And it, there's no way you can completely undo it. Unringing a bell. Yeah, there's you cannot. Communication is permanent. That's interesting. And uh, and then there's this other thing that I study where we often talk about restraint of pen and tongue, which is among the most important right. skills uh, you can have on our, earth. Our, our
3: emailers don't have that.
0: <laughs> Nor the texters.
3: Yeah. 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 Don't say the mean thing.
0: But boy, you're absolutely right. You can say something. You can, Even, even being, I don't know this, but I'm guessing it's true. You could be married 25 years and you could say something that is going to change things forever. Yeah. Yeah. Scary thought. It is a scary thought. Well, and Lord knows,
3: spouting off is is kind of what I do. Um, so it's been a challenge for me to not spout off. But, God, if you can control that, if you can rein that in, you're way ahead of the game. Oh, boy. And, it's thing- always, and you can always say it in an hour. You want to say it in an hour? You're a whore, and I wish I'd never married you. You can.
0: Well, it won't seem like a good idea, guaranteed. Oh. Yeah, see, that's the thing.
3: (laughs) Oh, jeez, I know. I how there, but for the grace of I don't know that one percent of self control went most of us. So anyway, uh, we wish you well in your relationships and and God bless you, et cetera. When will you be able to retire, Michael? Transition music.
0: Well, we got a break. We do? Yeah, we got like thirty seconds. I was thinking fifty. I don't know about
3: that. Yeah, we got an update on the Casey Anthony trial. I tell you what, I pledge to you this: before the end of Marshall's news segment. We'll do the when you can retire thing. It doesn't
0: seem okay, to that's commitment. It doesn't so we're playing sexy music, Michael. Is there and an it, assumption it here? Long, Is no. there an assumption that on your silver anniversary, there'll be? Just yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa. You man. know, <laughs> Shakespeare said,
3: either a good meal, or he didn't say sex or good something or other, but not both. And we're going out for big old meal. <laughs>
2: <laughs> while joe and jack are great talking about politics i still love the slices of life stories some of them are probably my favorite moments on the armstrong getty show they're just great storytellers well thanks for joining me for this friday's one more thing which is of course classic a and g i'll go through the archives next week and bring you some more great stuff until then well i guess that's it
1: elevated
3: You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Santiva.